You're about to listen to a message by Reverend Yomi Kasali of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Praise God, praise God. Put your hands together for Jesus. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. Welcome to this wonderful service once again. It's very important for us to consider that we've talked about money versus morals. We've talked about law versus grace. It's important for us to do that. So you can understand that we started a few weeks ago and we're trying to tell us that there are certain things in life that we need to understand. Now I'm going to go to my text in 2 Samuel chapter 3 verse number 1 again. So you can understand the very thought that we want to share today. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But listen, they de- and David waxed stronger and stronger and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Two giants, one stronger than the other. And I'm trying to explain to us that today in these last days that there are giants that are still fighting. Two houses just beyond law and grace, beyond money and morals. There are two houses always battling every time. And many of us do not know it, especially for the Christian mind and the Christian soul. These giants are battling indeed carnality versus spirituality. They are battling for our souls. These are things that war. One is pulling us that way. The other is pulling us the other way. So we need to ask ourselves which of these two giants will win? Every time two giants fight, one will go stronger, the other will go weaker. You can see there, the house of David grew stronger and the house of Saul grew weaker. And for us to know who is winning the battle, I told you before, you must always understand that in the church, there's always a vice, Pastor Giri, and a virtue. And they both go to the pool. There is a pool, Shagun, there's a pool here. That what happens that this vice of virtue tries to go to the pool to pick people to their sides. And the other giant also goes to the pool. Millions, plethora of millions of people go to the pool, pick people to your side. Now, when you now look at both of us, giant A and giant B, look at our followers to let you know who is winning the battle. Ideally, most times, most times, vices always win because it's closer to the nature of man. Virtue usually and hardly wins because it's closer to the nature of God. So you see, man and the devil can align, but it's always difficult for man in his natural state to align with with God, except God deals with the flesh, carnality versus spirituality. But then it's easier for the devil to align with man. Who said that? Jesus. Where? Matthew 16. How? When he told Peter, get the behind me Satan. For thou sovereignest not the things of God, but the things of man. In other words, you usually don't mind the things of man, but you fight the things of God. So you see, the devil is aligned by its own nature to man. For the nature of the devil is to lie. And man also, man also likes to lie. But God cannot lie. So you see, those two can work together to go to the pool and get a crowd. But this one must submit to God so he can go to the pool and get people on your side. Now my problem, my problem, my problem, my problem, is not that that and these are fighting. 
my problem today is that that giant seems to have gotten so many people here it's influencing a lot of people it's even challenging this one I'm even tired of going to the pool guess what let me go to the church <laughs> so even, even this one is now coming to even your own pool to take people from your own side and they are now on his own side if you look at it very well law and grace money and morals carnality and spirituality today we'll be rounding up on two scripture versus culture scripture versus culture so we're looking at those two giants and it will amaze you and I will allow you viewers and those of you here today to decide who you think is winning the battle you are going to decide who do you think is winning the battle between scripture and culture because there are two there are major issues that we're battling every day every day and so we need to make sure we win praise God to understand that let me quickly take you to Matthew 15 Matthew 15 verse 1 because we live, we live in a very dangerous times especially for some of us that have teenage and children in their 20s we will have observed there is a major shift and a major crisis between scripture and culture and when I use the word culture today I will use certain words like tradition like nature those three words in scriptures refer to what we call culture for culture is a practice of a people that they do a people or a tongue or a tribe and they just do with or without God does that make sense so in culture you'd hardly talk about morals it's just their culture it's, it's, it's amoral it's not necessarily immoral but it's just their practice so you can't preach you can't preach immorality or sin as it were from a culture or from a tradition but a culture can actually fight scripture and at that point you as a believer now need to say wait a minute wait, wait a minute wait a minute let me wear my believer's brain and think about this practice and make a decision either to flow with culture or to tilt towards the side of scripture Matthew 15 will be the passage I'm going to use from verse 1 it came to pass listen these are scribes and Pharisees they were leaders religious leaders religious leaders which of Jerusalem saying verse 2 why do the disciples transgress traditions of the elders not the word tradition of who the elders now these were Pharisees and Sadducees and, and religious leaders religious leaders saying your disciples are violating and transgressing the traditions of the elders held them is Jewish nation it had nothing to do as it were with scripture for they wash not their hands when they eat bread wow but he answered and he said to them why do you also wait a minute transgress <laughs> the commandment of God put that as scripture why do you also violate scripture with your culture did you get that so did you get that so Jesus Jesus said why do you also violate scripture or commandment of God with your tradition or your culture so let's just stop there and let's meditate so Jesus gave us here two giants without us even knowing he just told us there 
that there are two giants house of wage war in church. There are so many cultural practices that violate scripture and without us knowing, we just embrace that tradition and then say, wait a minute, our elders did it, our fathers did it, what's wrong with it? I'm going somewhere. Please, 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 let's first establish a premise that there can be tradition and culture that will run and violate scripture. Yes or no? So that's good. This is what Jesus said, not Kesali. I didn't say so. Matthew 15 verse 3. Why do you also transgress what the commandments of God or scripture by your tradition? I don't know how else you want me to interpret that passage. Is that clear? Yes or no? You don't need to go to Harvard to understand that scripture. You don't need a theological uh, degree to understand why do you also transgress what commandment of God by your simple, simple, simple so it's important for us to say wait a minute, you mean there are some good, and this one wait, 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 this one, religious leaders what me preaching as scripture the culture of the elders because the people shh the people do not read scripture. They would not know if it's scriptural or just cultural. They say, well, my bishop told me. My pastor told me. So I have to do it. But, but, but have you read in your Bible? No, my bishop told me it's there. I know. Have you searched like the Piran believer? I don't have time. That's his job. His job is to search scripture and come and teach me. And I'm sure you all respect us as pastors to go through scriptures and come and teach you the right thing. But Jesus said, sometimes it's not always as easy as that. And, and Christ had to attack their theology or their mind concerning scripture and culture. He now gave an example for God commanded saying, honor your father and your mother. So he just gave an example. And you say, you see, and then, to, but you say what? He that cursed. But you say, you say, whatever I say to his father or mother is a gift. But whatsoever might as be profited by me, it's okay. You change the scripture you, and then you tilted it a bit. They say, what's the big deal? You know, it's just a gift. There's nothing in, and this is what the West currently, what they do out there in the West. Praise God. Now, definition of culture is very important for me. Because I found that so many cultures are killing scriptures in the lives of believers. I found that out. And I've sat my own family down, my son and my daughter, to educate them. Because as I grow older, I found contaminations of scripture with different cultures. Especially, shh, Western culture. That's where I'm going. Because I know when I tradition, you're happy. Yes. If we speak against Oro, I'm coming to Oro. I'm coming to Osu. All those local traditional practices that the scripture speaks against, we will do what? Kick them out. However, we should also consider Western culture. Because in today's church, in today's world, the Western culture influences 70% more of our practices than Oro. 
Put your hands together. More. More than oro. More. And we don't even know. We just presume because it's from there, it is a right. Scripture versus culture. And that's what we're going today. So we can understand this and start saying, wait a minute, that's true. Because I, I, I found out there's something I call evolution of culture. Because as people grow up, cultures and traditions change, evolve. And as they evolve, it takes a discerning eye, a trained spirit to use scripture to filter and sift. And say, okay, this is an evolution of culture. And some of us pastors import those cultural practices into church without asking questions. And if care is not taken, and that's where we are today, we've made it part of our own church ecclesiastical practice. And so those that get born again five, ten years ago begin to grow up with those ecclesiastical practices in church thinking it is okay. And that's why I see on social media so many naive, um, ignorant people making comments. One of them, a very good man that is a very political commentator. He made a comment a few weeks ago on seminar. Political commentator. Let him just stay in his political area, arena, and not come to church. See, I get angry when all these people think they can become authorities when it comes to church. I, I get a bit angry because nobody's coming to your own area to make uh, statements. Leave us in our own area. Let the clergy advocate and institute and make statements that has to do with scripture. The man said, it is not biblical to do white wedding. That white wedding is not scriptural. I laughed. He's right, but also wrong. What he's trying to say is that it's a Western culture. There's a Western culture of practicing their own weddings. So do not make it look like it's not biblical. It is biblical for all tribes to marry. If you say it's not biblical for Western marriage, then the West you can say it's not biblical for cultural marriage, uh, engagement in your land. Exactly, because that's your own culture. That will say engagement is wrong. They will say for evils, wine carrying is evil. Show me in the Bible where it is there to do wine carrying. Show me the passage and the chapter and verse. Ignoramus. He just didn't understand that God came to save all men from all tribes and culture and race. So, but when he came to save us in our souls, he didn't abolish all our traditional practices. That's why Jesus Christ did not speak about dressing in any passage of scripture because he knew the Scots we get saved and the Scots, male Scots wear skirts. You know the church, exactly. You know the male, the west cat. You know that somebody in Delta, they wear a pair. They are men wear a pair. So, <laughs> so if they are men wear a pair, to be doing, hey, 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 hey. so if Christ had spoken against rapper wearing or sketch wearing for men, the church would have been marginalized. Seen some people, I would have put your hands together. Does that make sense? He knew he had a vision. The church was going to reach the whole world. Strongs, tribes, nations, peoples. So he went to the major issues. Salvation of your souls. Some cultural issues. He abandoned them. He didn't make issues about them. So that man said, it's not biblical. I just laughed. I mean, he had a point, but he didn't understand scripture. To say, look, oh, that's their own culture. But the Bible recognizes marriages. So in marrying, you should go to your own 
culture. Therefore shall a man live his father and mother. In Africa, our own living mother and mother is women that live father and mother, not men. In Africa, it is women that live father and mother and go to their husband's house. Am I right? If I, in, my, in my own village, the men have Agbole. Agbole is a massive courtyard. They have rooms for the men. So when they marry, they bring the women to the courtyard to the Agbole. Yawole. So you see all different wives gathering. Why the men sit down? You don't go out to go and buy a house. But there's a cultural evolution that has since changed since the 50s and the 60s. Now we're in the 21st century. Praise God. Let me quickly share with you, like I said, the way you know the giants winning the battle is that there are converts on their side. I want to ask you, which of these two giants do you think is winning? Think. Don't answer. Let me be through with my message. Do you think that culture has won more people from the side of scripture? And so what we have today is cultural practice. Or you think scripture has won more people from the side of culture that people are looking at scripture to determine their practices their behaviors, what they do in life, their conduct. Look at that. You look at yourself. Look at 90% of the churches today. Look at the fastest growing churches today. And look at those two, scripture and culture. Tell me which of the two you think is winning. Especially when it comes to the area I'm going to go to now. Because there are four dangerous cultures. Four. And I'm going to make sure those four cultures, I'm going to now go to scripture to explain to you what the scripture tells us about culture and scripture. The first is what I call, I'm trying to rush the American pop culture. The word pop culture means the popular culture. The popular culture. I will come and explain the four to you in a short while. But let me first run the four down. Then I will then go back to my seven biblical truths concerning scripture and culture. Seven biblical truths concerning scripture and culture. Before I go to the seven, let me just say the four cultures. So as I'm explaining culture and scripture, you have these four at the back of your minds. Does that make sense? The first is American pop culture. You know, I had to, I had to delay this message for two weeks. Pastor Cholu, I called my daughter. She's a bright mind. I said, very bright. Can you please define pop culture? She went into giving me a lot of uh, explanation. Pop culture is freedom. It's liberty. It's what young people call popular culture. It's what we do with pop culture. It's trends. It's what's happening on social media. We pick it from social media, by the way. We see what's going on on social media. So we culturize what one or two people is doing, you know, and then so we make it popular culture. You got to put that. So for instance, one crazy person probably started by taking a picture of herself being pregnant and put on Instagram. Well, guess what? Everybody's doing it now. In under 10 years, it becomes popular culture. Somebody, one crazy fellow, did sex tape and then sold. Her name was Kim Kardashian. My son sat me down. I said, Daddy, I don't know why people are following this person. Simply because she did a sex tape. Now, everybody's doing sex tapes. Popular trend. So, my wife said, no, no, no. Popular culture is liberty, freedom. I can do anything I want to do. My wife said, I want definition of pop culture is ability just to say it's a mindset I can do anything in other words American pop culture I can walk naked on the street it's my life it's my body it's my life I can put nose ring earring tattoo ring everywhere it's my body it's my body 
pop culture is what drove a few of the feminists saying the pregnancy is mine I can abort it nobody has a right over my body not my husband not my friend this pregnancy belongs to me I can do anything so it's on pop culture liberty of one of you three I have one lovely son one beautiful daughter one fantastic wife my son gave me a professorial uh, uh, definition she, he confused me you see, he gave me historical antecedents of culture. That's it. Kill and bury, kill and saw. I do lua. He said, Daddy, if you read Darwinism and can't do better Darwinism, what is pop culture? The young man defined it to me in a way that confused me more than convinced me. My wife said, Don't mind the daddy. He does not read. I said, Thank you. I read my Bible. <laughs> that is not for, <laughs> for me. Now, pop culture. It's very dangerous because many people go on social media, pick up some things, and we culturize it and we practice it without asking questions. And we say it's good, including most churches today. Pop culture in church today, where we usher, where we sing, where we dress, where we comport our services. Nobody goes to the Bible anymore to say, What is the Bible saying? We all say, Well, I found out 55% of churches in America are doing it, so guess what? Let's do it. Second culture, which I'm still going back to, is American Western culture. Western culture and pop culture are different. The Western culture is something that's been there as tradition over the years that has nothing to do with pop culture. Pop culture started actually in the 60s and 70s with the hippie movement in America. But before the pop culture started, there's always been this, you know, American Western culture. Part of it is the West do not conduct marriages the way we conduct marriages. That's a Western culture. The Western culture is totally different, alien from the Indian culture, the Arabs, the Asians. They all have their own different cultures. But the West has got a culture that came from Europe. You have to understand the history of Europe. So they came there, created their own culture in America, and they're running the whole world. The third, which you all know, you say you and I belong to, I call it African traditional culture. I'm not going to Asia, I'm not going to Arab, I'm going to Africa. African traditional what? Culture. That's the third kind or category of culture, which is what we and I do. That's why someone say, Ah, sir, you can't go to Kurudu today. Why? There's oro. What's oro? It's a traditional practice of the Africans that women should not come out and there will be one man wearing something, boom, boom. And if a woman sees the oro, what happens actually? dies. Am I right? So women are afraid. There was one that one woman came to, uh, to stop Mary Slessor. Killing of what? Twins. Can you imagine how barbaric we were at some point in our time? Can you imagine that we were actually killing twins? We were actually killing twins. We just killed twins. Can you imagine? The same twins that today many of us are looking for. It was a cultural practice of certain people in Africa. Horror, terrible culture. I like them in my own place. I like them All of you must run. What is that nonsense? Nonsense. African traditional culture. And there are good ones. I'm coming somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Please follow me. Of course, the fourth, which is still, I still pick from the West. No, I'm picking from the West. Because I've seen the West influence us to the so much that we don't even know. The fourth is what I call the gangsterism culture. Gangsterism. Ghetto culture, what I call it, ghetto. Did they? I would see young boys putting their pants here and walking. They be bouncing. See, they are bouncing. What's it called? We're bouncing. 
So you cannot walk as a human being. You bounce. You, you have stopped walking. You are now bouncing. Why? And they put their pants on their bum bum. They call it sacking. That's gangsterism, ghetto culture. I, I would you notice them. They put bling bling. A man will not wear one chain. He wear 15 chains. They'll be banging on their neck. They call it bling bling. It's a gangsterism. <laughs> 